0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Mondays with me, Dr. Crystal. So today, per request, we are gonna talk about 10 things that you should have in your first aid kit at home. Why 10, you might ask? I don't know, because 10 is an easy number and I could probably talk about it all day and I only wanna give you guys 10, so maybe we'll do a video later called 10 more things that you should have in your first aid kit. One of the athletic trainers just texted me. Alright, anyways, 10 things that you should have in your first aid kit. Here we go! Alright, I'm gonna save the best one for last, on purpose, so that you guys have to watch this whole video. It's a really great, well-cut secret, so I think you're gonna wanna stick around. Alright, number one, band-aids. I know this is simple, but you can't have a first aid kit without band-aids. Personally, I like to get fun band-aids, so these ones have Phineas and Ferb on them. Fun fact about me, I love Disney. Not only helps cover and protect a cut or a bite or something, but also looks good. (whistles) Gotta have your band-aids. Number two, ace wrap. So what these things are good for, are compression. Most common thing you're gonna need this for is a sprained ankle. So we usually tell people to use the rice method. So rest, ice, compression, and elevation. So basically you wanna wrap it up tight, helps keep the fluid from accumulating. It's probably gonna swell up anyways, but this will help. You don't want to wrap it too tight that you cut off the circulation and your toes start to get numb and tingly and blue, um, but you should have one of these around. Number three, ibuprofen. So I say ibuprofen, but you can really have any NSAID. so ibuprofen, naproxen, whatever you like. So first of all, ibuprofen can help with pain if you're having a headache, if you got some sort of injury. The other thing is it helps with inflammation, and so that's why I say an NSAID instead of something like Tylenol, because Tylenol is not gonna help with the inflammation. The biggest problem I see with ibuprofen is someone will come in and told me they tried ibuprofen and it didn't help, but they have taken one pill. One pill is like as much as we give to a little baby. So you are a grown adult, probably, if you're watching this, I don't know, maybe you're not. So an appropriate dose for a grown adult with no other medical problems is gonna be three or four at once with some food because it can be hard on your stomach. Please don't come in and tell me you just tried one. Just a little side note, if you have any issues with your stomach, if you have reflux, if you have a history of ulcers, if you have any issues with bleeding, or if you have any kidney issues, you probably should not be taking ibuprofen and you should talk to your doctor first. Number four, antihistamines. So this particular one I have is loratadine, which is a generic form of Claritin. Generic medicines work just as well. So I have pretty bad seasonal allergies. Not a stranger to antihistamines. Odds are at some point you're gonna have someone over your house who does have allergies and doesn't have medications with them. And so it's always good to have antihistamines on hand. It can be a lifesaver, especially if you like have a dog or a cat and somebody might be over who's allergic to animals. I like Claritin or loratidine because it's a little bit less sedating than something like Zyrtec. Quick side story, I was in med school and I had not yet discovered the beauty of Flonase, which is what I use now. So of course in med school I'm just studying every single day and I couldn't figure out why I was just zonking out at my desk every day. I would be studying and the next thing you know I would be falling asleep sitting up. It literally took me like a week to realize it was because I was taking Zyrtec every day for allergies. My mom has always told me that I'm very book smart but no common sense. (laughs) It's not very nice mom. So, antihistamines can also be helpful if someone has hives or if someone is itchy um, because it reduces the histamine, which is what creates some of those responses. Just kidding. I'm not going to throw it. Number five. Gauze. So, most of you guys have probably seen gauze before. I'm just going to pull one out here. Oh. So this stuff is much more absorbent than if you're trying to go grab a paper towel. So if there is blood or fluid coming out of something and you put that on there, it's going to soak it up a lot better. Sometimes if someone has a cut or some sort of wound that can't be covered by a band-aid, I will put some gauze on and tape it on there um, instead of a band-aid. But anyways, gauze is a good thing to have. I was about to say number six and do a seven, but we're going to do a six. Number six! Hydrocortisone cream. So, hydrocortisone is a mild steroid. You can get it over the counter. A lot of times if people come into clinic and need a steroid, we'll give them something a little bit stronger, but hydrocortisone is a good place to start. If you have something on your skin that's red and itchy, odds are it's gonna respond to one of two things. One is a topical steroid, the other one is an antifungal, if it's a fungal rash like ringworm or something like that. It can help with inflammation. It can help with... It can help with inflammation. I literally can't say inflammation. It can help with inflammation. It can help with itching. It's just a good thing to have around. If you're putting it on a spot and it's not getting better, you should see a doctor. The things in this kit are just to kind of get you through until you can see a doctor. Number seven. All single ladies, all single ladies. I am not single, I'm happily taken. Love you, Heather. Tweezers. So you might think this is a weird thing, but tweezers come in a lot of handy. Uh, Wait, what? (laughs) Come in, I don't know if, they come in handy. So two things in particular, one is for splinters. I am so surprised how many people come into Student Health for me to help them get out their splinter. So if you get a splinter, hopefully you'll realize it right away. And hopefully there's an end sticking out and you can just grab it with the tweezers. If you're not able to get it, the best thing you can do is soak your foot or soak your hand in some warm water, and hopefully that'll soften up the skin and help it work its way out a little bit, and then a lot of times you can get it like that. If you can't get it, come on in and I'll help you. I'm basically just gonna scrape at it with sharp things until I can pull it out. The other thing that tweezers can be very useful for is for ticks. Now, I hope you never get bit by a tick, but if you do and it's in the skin, You wanna use the tweezers to grab it very close to the head. You don't wanna squeeze the body because that squeezes its body stuff into you. So you wanna grab it by the head as close as you can to the skin and pull it out. And then if you get the tick out, you should bring it in for us to see because different kinds of ticks carry different kinds of diseases. And I love when people bring me ticks. Number eight. So even I do not have number eight, but you should have one, a thermometer. All the time people come in and tell me that they've had a fever, but they didn't have a thermometer to measure it. People are usually pretty good about knowing if they have a fever. You get hot, sweaty, cold chills. But it's always so nice when someone comes in and is like, yes, I checked my temperature last night, doc. It was 102. Because then I'm like, all right, yeah, they really did have a fever. Most people with small children will have a thermometer, but college kids, uh uh-uh. I have maybe one patient a week that has actually checked their temperature. I guess I should get a thermometer. I'm gonna knock on wood, but I have not had a fever in years. All right, number nine. Uh, I Number nine. All right, I'm putting two things together for this. Cold packs and a heating pad. Cold packs are really great if you have twisted something, if you have bumped something, if you're, essentially trying to reduce inflammation. A lot of times if something hurts, and you put cold on it, it's gonna feel a lot better. Make sure you're putting something between your skin and the cold pack, because I have seen people come in putting essentially ice straight onto the skin, and they basically frostbite themselves, so be careful. Heat is actually good for a lot of things too. Most notably, when muscles are really tight, like a lot of times somebody will strain their back, and then the muscles will spasm up, and so warmth helps them relax. So this one is a plug-in one. They have ones that you can like shake and stuff too that get warm. Um, But it's a nice thing to put on a tight muscle to try to get it to relax. Please do not fall asleep with this on. It's a very good way to get burns or start a fire. All right, last one, number 10. And this is the one that I promised you. I hope that I didn't build it up too much, but honestly it changed my life a little bit when I learned about it. Super glue! Hear me out. So I am actually a little afraid of super glue. I have three separate stories of bad things happening with super glue. So one, be careful. But two, if you have a paper cut and you put a little bit of super glue on it, it's gonna stop hurting and it's gonna be protected. It's amazing. I'm telling you, next time you get a paper cut, you are going to thank me. This stuff's a game changer. All right guys, that's it. If you have anything in your first aid kit that you think I should have included, leave it in the comments below. Otherwise, if you enjoyed the video, don't forget to give it a like, subscribe if you haven't, and I'll see you next week. I tried to go like this and I didn't get it.